0: Hey, welcome to Investment Banking Insights, the only show dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and non-technical aspects of the investment banking process. My name is Alex Mason, and I am your host. Thank you for joining me. We're going through all of the basic technical questions that you might encounter during an interview or really just concepts, general concepts for your investment banking career. I've been studying this for about three months now. And yeah, I've covered a lot of material. We've done a lot together. And I'm excited to continue today on the topic of leverage buyouts. And within that topic, we're going to focus today on the concept of debt. Specifically, the question is, explain the differences between bank debt versus high-yield debt bank debt versus high-yield debt and this is an interesting question to me because really initially I didn't realize there were different types of debt I just kind of looked at debt as debt and the only differences that I really knew of were that some debts had higher or lower interest rates than other debt contracts but really it goes so much deeper than that. There's an entire global market for credit and for fixed income instruments. So debt comes in different flavors. And this is true for companies doing business in the same way that it is for us as personal consumers. For example, home mortgages are different than credit cards, right? There's different limits to that type of debt. There's usually different interest rates, different terms. Now they're both still technically debt, and you're borrowing the money. But they have different flavors to them. So let's go ahead now and talk about bank debt. What is bank debt? Well, we know what banks are. Banks are institutions that lend money to people. That's fundamentally what banks do. And they also have other ancillary financial services, but they basically charge interest and fees to their clients. And... When you borrow money from a bank, it's a very structured type of product that receives a lot of scrutiny and due diligence from the bankers, because banks are in the business of lending money after all. So that's what they do. Now with the bank debt, your interest rates will typically be on the lower end compared to other forms of loans that you might get from non-bank entities. Um, and the thing is, banks, can lend to a large amount of people. And so they can make enough money with loan volume in order to have lower rates for their customers. Because a bank's job really is to have access to a lot of capital. That's really the their main asset. So that's why people come to banks. So the rates can be lower typically. Another aspect of bank debt is amortization. Now amortization, we know that we discussed this before in the context of amortization of intangible assets on the balance sheet, we're talking about kind of splitting things up over time. And that same definition applies here now in the bank debt context. What that means is that when borrowers are paying back the debt, they're not just paying interest along the way, they're paying back both the interest for the debt as well as pieces of the principal throughout the term of the loan. So let's say, for example, that a bank lends you $300,000 to buy a house and your interest rate that they're offering you is 7%. And let's just say it's a 30-year loan. Well, the payment for that level of debt from a bank would be somewhere around $2,000 per month. But if you look at the breakdown of that in the first month, about $1,750 of that is just pure interest that you're paying to the bank. And then the other $250 are principal payments. So you're paying part of the principal, even in that first payment. Now over time, the interest portion of that loan goes down while the principal portion goes up, but your overall payment stays the same. Uh, If you've ever taken out a mortgage, you know this. Now this is an example of amortized debt. Your principal is paid at the same time as interest, and then eventually As you get toward the end of the loan's term, you just pay off that final bit of principal at the end. So that's another feature. And we'll contrast this with high yield debt in a moment. Another thing about bank debt is that the interest rates are usually not fixed. They are floating in the sense that they change based on whatever interest rate is set by the Federal Reserve or some other benchmark. That's what the banks are going to use. So you'll notice that interest rates are much higher at banks now than they were two to three years ago just because of inflation and because of the Federal Reserve's um, actions to raise interest rates. And so that's had an impact on how high the interest rates have been. So they're floating. Another thing about bank debt is there is something called maintenance covenants maintenance covenants. And essentially what this is, is the bank using legal jargon to protect themselves (laughs) with their investment. Because when a bank is lending a company money, that's an investment for the bank. They want to see a return on that. So they're going to have language in their debt contract to make sure that they're going to get paid. And what that means is that they might maintain some kind of baseline financial performance that the company has to hit as part of that debt contract. For example, maybe they have to maintain a certain leverage ratio or below that ratio in order for them to continue being serviced by this particular debt contract. So for example, a bank might lend a company money and they say, we'll lend you this money as long as you keep your debt to EBITDA ratio at four times EBITDA or below something like that so that's something called a maintenance covenant okay so those are the different aspects of bank debt now let's turn our attention to high yield debt and i'll mainly be talking about the aspects of high yield debt in the context of and in contrast to bank debt so what is high yield debt well as the name implies (laughs) it's high yield that is the interest rates are usually higher for this type of debt than for bank debt. Also, high yield debt products, I mean, they might be less structured than bank debt depending on who is lending the money. Of course, whoever is lending the money is going to dictate the method and the formality of how the deal is done. Another thing is that interest rates for high yield debt are usually fixed and don't change. They're usually not floating like mortgage, or not mortgage debt, like bank debt is. And also, high yield yield debt also has legal jargon in it to protect the creditor. But instead of maintenance covenants, high yield debt has something called incurrence covenants, incurrence covenants. Well, what does that mean? That means that there's something you can't do as long as the debt contract exists. So, for example, the company might not be able to be sold to another buyer as long as they have this outstanding loan. So, if they want to sell the company, they've got to find the financing to pay off the loan, just as an example. So, that is in contrast to bank debt, which typically has maintenance covenants, meaning you have to do something. You have to maintain some kind of financial baseline. Whereas high yield debt has these incurrence covenants, meaning you can't do these things. You can't take this kind of corporate action as long as this debt is outstanding. Okay, so the thing is, both debts are important to private equity firms because they serve different functions. Private equity firms will typically, or maybe not, I shouldn't say typically because I don't know for sure, but it seems like they use both types of debt in order to do leverage buyouts. And they, they work out better for different reasons, right? So bank debt is better for the lower interest rates. And you also avoid those incurrence covenants, which might be kind of cumbersome for the company. But private equity firms might use high yield debt if they think they might refinance in the future, or if they think the company won't have any major asset sales or acquisitions in the near future. Or maybe they think that the returns from the business won't necessarily be sensitive to interest payments. Because if a company borrowed bank debt and that bank debt is floating, well, if uh, if, if the interest payments go up, uh, the business might be more sensitive to that, depending on the type of business we're talking about. So high yield debt may have its place in some scenarios and bank debt may have its place in some scenarios. It just depends. And those are the major characteristics and differences between them. Okay. (laughs) So this has been Investment Banking Insights for today. My name is Alex Mason, and I am your host. I hope you have an incredible, amazing day, whatever you're doing, do it to the fullest. And I hope you have joy. And uh, yeah, I'll see you on the next episode. Take care.